What's up, everybody? Sean here with another live live to roll for you guys this week. Uh, we're back with another great episode. Really good information for you guys on some public transportation stuff. Uh, we're missing Bobby today, but he should be back with us soon. And um, yeah, we'll get into some quick intros. I am Sean. I'm a C5, C6 quadriplegic from a snowboarding accident 20 years ago now. Tom, you want to go for it? And Yeah. Uh, what's up, everybody? Tom Conaway, C6B quadriplegic for the last 26 years. And uh, coming at you guys from a beautiful, rainy, rainy Los Angeles today. Um, and we're uh, excited to be talking about a fun topic that I really enjoy, uh, public transportation. Um, but let's uh, toss it on over to our guest real quick, the man of the hour. You mind introducing yourself? I'm uh, Ken Nelson. I'm a C45 uh, incomplete, and I've been the chair for coming up 29 years in May. And uh, I enjoy uh, my chair. I'm a be able to get around and I love this topic too. It's been one I've been talking to friends about for quite some time because getting around in LA is pretty easy and actually in any of the local cities if you know how to get around. So I'm excited about this. I love that too because that's what I tell people. Like a lot of times like the impression or like the assumption that I get is like, oh man, that must be a drag. I'm like, well, it's actually super cheap. It's pretty convenient if you know and understand the system. You know, it's like a kind of fun, interesting, I think, cool way to travel and experience the city and interact with people as well. Um, and that's generally been my experience. Um, so I love that. Now, um, can you, I don't know, let's uh, toss it over to the um, main host of the show, Mr. Sean Fluke. Uh, where do you want to where do you want to start with us today? So let's start with going over the metro system because I know both of you guys are familiar with that. I mean, like using the bus system um, and uh, just the typical LA or I know can you go different counties all over. Um, so if you guys want to get into just like the basics of that, like I was thinking maybe if you guys could each do some of your pros and cons for each of the uh, system or for like, you know, like either different lines are different or anything like that. Um, and then like maybe your best tip for each would be great to hear also or for uh, the Metro system. So Ken, why don't you take us away? What's your experience on the LA Metro bus system been like? Well, I can tell you, I've been using it since 2003. I've been going to wow. LA on the, uh, I don't know, we're talking about Metro League later, but I get once I get on down to LA, they made so many improvements over the last couple of years. Because it used to be just the green line, the gold line, or excuse me, the, yeah, the gold line, the red and the blue. Now there's like it's a rainbow of, of lines down there. There's probably about a dozen different uh, light rails that go from Santa Monica to Long Beach to North Hollywood. And what I like about it is you just you go down there, once you learn where all the stops are, you can be at the beach one day, you could be at uh, Universal Studios another, Hollywood Boulevard, you can go to Long Beach and uh, go to the Aquarium of the Pacific. And as far as negatives, I can't think of it. The only thing negative would be is when things happen and the trains are delayed or trains are canceled because something's happened and they have to shut a line down. Uh, I've had that happen. And uh, when you're on a train and you cut it too close and you miss your Metrolink train. So those are things that would be a negative, but you got to plan ahead. You got to know when your connections are. Now, as far as the buses, the buses are great too. But if I can't go somewhere on a train, I probably don't go because I, I don't like taking the buses as much as the, the light rails is just so much more convenient, but the buses are great. You know, there's, they're everywhere. They're the, the metro system in LA, Long Beach, wherever you're at, whatever you're connecting to is extremely accessible. And uh, I I love it. I am so comfortable going down there. And I could spend the whole show just telling all the things I enjoy doing uh, off the light rail and off the metro system. But so that's my take on it. I um, have a similar take. Um, I am very grateful that it exists um, in the form that it does because uh, I don't know it's 
little um they just have added a lot more and like you said the last 20 years in terms of you know like making sure areas are covered and there's regular rides you know like in um even not like super super popular areas um or there's not a ton of traffic they've really done a good job of expanding it throughout the city um and i'd say like that's one of the struggles and the troubles with los angeles anybody that lives here or has visited knows that it's just a huge huge city um and it's really designed for cars uh, for a long time they didn't build any kind of metro system because they weren't supporting that it just wasn't like a public infrastructure that was supported for whatever reason we won't go into that but it was really a city uh, meant for people with cars to get around in um i someone asked mickey asked please explain the difference between metro link and metro rail i think they're a little synonymous i think what the metro link really refers to is like traveling between different counties um, or different parts of LA or even outside of LA County. Like I know the Metrolink goes to San Diego, the Metrolink goes to Lancaster, um, Palmdale, um, different places outside of like, Santa Barbara and stuff like the surrounding counties and cities. Uh, I could be slightly off with that, um, but I don't think the distinction is too, too different. There's the uh, Metrolink buses as well. Um, and then there's just like the local Metro. Um, the local metro is what I have the most experience on. Um, it's just guy they're getting around San Fernando Valley, which is like where I live. Um, the buses are pretty good. I'd say like the only con is, uh, I guess there's not much of a nightlife in San Fernando Valley. They stop running at like 1 a.m. or in some areas the lines stop running at 8 p.m. And that can make it difficult if I'm trying to go out, you know, party. Um, have a late night or something or even just like coming home from a social engagement or something like later in the evening it can be difficult when the lines aren't running or they stop running early um i'd say i'm pretty comfortable accessibility wise i've seldom had an issue where it's like a bus broke down or something like that even the ramps um, are manually operatable so if the hydraulic Thing doesn't lift the flap the bus driver can easily get out and just you pull a tab and move the ramp himself which i think is super awesome design it's super quick it's super effective even if it's like mechanically not functional the driver is still easily able to make it an accessible bus um which is very very cool um sometimes the stops aren't super accessible sometimes like I've gotten, I've been stuck like where I got dropped off in the bus and there was no curb cutouts and it was like a 12 inch curb. And I was just like stuck on this cement island or like I um, just have been dropped off places where and I felt very, but I don't know, that's more, not so much the bus's responsibility, but like the city in the sidewalks and all that stuff. It's all, I don't know if it's all under the same blanket, but that's been an issue. And then for like the subway um, here in Los Angeles, the red line and stuff, um, sometimes the elevators don't work, which sucks because what you gonna, do is you're around and you're at a stop. And yeah, so have you experienced that, Ken? Yeah, some stops only have one elevator, like North Hollywood, or excuse me, uh, Universal has one elevator that goes up. And if you get it down there, you plan on going to Universal Studios for the day, you have to go to North Hollywood, take a bus back up. So it's possible. Oh. And that and that, that's one thing I'd probably say is whenever there's an elevator out or something else, they always tell you to go to this stop and take a bus up to get back to there. So there is a way to do it. And you may not always you know, like it or it may not fit conveniently. Uh, to what you're trying to do, but there is a way to get past the elevators being down. Uh, one thing you said, Tom, the Metrolink doesn't go to San Diego. It goes as far south as Oceanside. And then you have to take okay. the coaster from there to, to San Diego. But other than that, okay. you're spot on with the rest of the things you said. And, and the old buses, remember they had the steps and they had this little transformer type thing would turn the steps into yeah. a lift. And if those things went down, you had no way to get on the bus. You're so right about the new bus. This is tablet. Yeah, they just, and that's if the driver chooses to lift up. They can say, "Well, it's not working. 
then you have to remind them, no, it can be manually. But sometimes yeah. the drivers conveniently forget that they're not, you know, <laughs> that they can do it manually. You have to remind them yeah. to do their job. Um, I always try yeah. to lead with kindness and positivity. Unfortunately, every human yeah. interaction isn't always going to be a good one. People are going to have rough days. Like people are going to be in bad moods and stuff. Um, I hate when I run into a upset bus driver or they're giving me a hard time because they're having a hard time. Um, again, like I just more um, tie that to like, you know, just be, be nice, be kind um, and hope that kindness is given in return. And generally that's the case. I've had some bus drivers where I don't know if they just, I felt like they saw me and I don't know if their like bus was full or whatever, but they just drive past me and leave me at the stop. Wow. And I'm just like, bro, like what? Like, and they're done. Like what? Yeah, that's happened to you, Ken, as well. It happens. Yeah. That's Bus true. drivers, that's a people person job. And if you're not, if you get a driver that's just having a bad day and wanted to go to engineering school but wasn't smart enough so now they're driving a bus or for whatever reason if you're not enjoying that job that translates when you get on there sometimes hmm. uh, i do have to like i try to have empathy and understanding of their situation too it's a real service job not only are they like responsible for lives driving in la operating like a huge vehicle but they got to deal with some nasty people day in and day out. Oh. And as rude as the bus drivers can be sometimes, they have to deal with 10 times the number of rude people interacting with them on a daily basis. So when I see them like just a little frustrated or frazzled, I just like try to be extra nice because I'm like, darn, they must be having to deal with some real stuff today. And sometimes I'm witness to it too. And that can be another thing that gives pause to individuals. And I think it's something important to talk about. Um, it's like interaction with people feeling safe on the bus. Like whether you've experienced this or not, and I pray and hope that nobody ever does, um, including myself, because I've been really lucky, is that you were a bit vulnerable in our situation with our limited physical ability, being stuck in the chair. I don't know. I travel with my headphones and my phone on my lap usually, and like uh, just kind of just kind of out there. Um, and not everybody has the best intentions. Um, and there's some really sketchy, wild people out there. Um, I wish I had like good advice. Um, the LA at least recently has experienced, like the Metro has experienced some violent incidences and some really rough stuff going on. And the police in the city has like stepped it up. There's Metro ambassadors everywhere. There's a police presence on every every line, or at least like the red line and the orange line, like the main lines. And I feel like things are, I don't know, at least like feel, make me feel better and more comfortable. Um, I always just try to, and I engage with everybody. I just be, anybody who knows me knows that I like meet everybody in the eye. I give them a smile or I say something to them because that's just who I am. And um, that is not always, I think, the move. Um, you know, like, I uh, just, I always say lead with kindness, lead with positivity, lead with love, but also keep your guard up, you know, keep your wits about you. Um, if you're feeling sketchy or if you're feeling uncomfortable, I've gotten off at stops before, like even before, and just like waited for the next train or waited for the next bus. Uh, very, very seldom has that happened or just had somebody who's giving me a bad vibe or talking to me, making me feel uncomfortable and stuff. You know, you can just say something to the driver, um, travel with a companion, um, a PCA or something. Do you travel with a PCA, Ken, or do you solo? No, I, I've got it. I've got one allowed on my, uh, on my card, my access card, but I typically yeah. travel alone. I like to go alone a lot because I've always got a GoPro on my, on my belt, and I love to record my trips that I do. And you mentioned yeah. You don't want to look. You don't want to look like a target. You don't want to look vulnerable by having your phone out in the open. Or in my case, my GoPro is always on my lap. Or but I I tuck it away when I get on the train to make it less obvious. But yeah, you don't want to look like a victim and be an easy opportunity. You got to be very careful. 
And I do sit at the front of the train typically where the conductors are or on the bus. I like to, well, kind of let me know where you can go there. But um, yeah. Yeah. On the bus, there's really not much of a choice. Uh, there's like two spots. Uh, there's also been instances where like I, um, I was riding the bus with my parents one time. Uh, we were coming back from dinner and they bust with me. They were, you know, had a couple glasses of wine or whatever. They're just like, well, we're at the metro with you. Don't have to worry about driving. And I was like maybe two miles away from my house. And there was these two other people in chairs that were trying to get on the bus. And there was a whole, I, I was taking on one of the spots. And I've been that person with another person in the chair trying to travel together. And there's only one spot. And you got to wait for another bus or something. So I was like, I got you guys. I'll hop off. I'm going to roll the rest of the way home. So like, but that's always been in my mind too that i wish there was more spots that they could turn into wheelchair spots or something because i don't know it sucks to be limited to two chairs on public transportation even though 90 percent of the time that's perfectly fine and cool there's definitely some percentage of the time where they need more and should have more and is i feel that, like they have the ability to is that pretty much the standard for all the buses just like two available spaces that's, that um, is the standard too. And they don't tolerate anymore. You're not allowed to sit not in a wheelchair spot if you're in the chair. And I know it can be tough and frustrating sometimes too because people will get on with bags of stuff or items and things that aren't wheelchair or disability related and they'll take up the handicapped spots and then you got to go and try to squeeze in with your chair. And they're like, it's just, it can be tough. It can be tough sometimes uh, with what they allow on there. And I mean, I think anybody should be allowed to travel with, you know, whatever they need to, as long as, you know, like can be accommodated and it's not like disruptive or dangerous to other people traveling. But that's been a really, it can be a frustrating experience sometimes too, when you're on there with people that are traveling with stuff that are really in the way, getting in the way of the accessibility um things like that have you been on a bus and the driver says would you like to be tied down meaning there's a choice <laughs> i was laughing when uh, you say what, that it's like yeah i would be tied the, down the, the standard is to be tied so, down on the bus is that so what, here's the thing the law is can't, i yeah i deny it every time i'm i've never let them tie me down once huh. a single time and why is huh. that? Why do you choose? Huh. Why, I'm curious. Um, both Ken, why do you like to be tied down? And then Tom, why do you like to not be tied down? Because I can uh, see both. Uh, but you want to go for it. You Tom. go. You, you go first, Ken. No, you go first, Ken. You go first, Ken. Okay. Let's lead with like the proper no. and the safe way, probably, and then we'll start no, talking I, about the. I, I'll give this with a disclaimer than not to actually do this. <laughs> Allegedly, I've had experiences where. I used to I used to take the train down to LA Union Station, then I'd jump on a bus, go to the zoo. And that driver one day said, you know, would you like to be tied down? I did that day, instinct I did it. We got on the freeway and some car cut the bus off and he had to do a hard break and slam into the right side. I would have been all over that bus had I not been tied down that day. But to be truthful though, I've been on other trips on that same route where I told him, Don't worry about tying me down. And I jokingly say, just keep it on all six wheels and we'll be just fine. But for the most part, I like to be tied down. But when you're just only in a couple stops, I'll just say, let's go. And then we get off. But yeah, it depends say, on where I'm going and how long the ride is. That's a really um, good policy, I think, to take into consideration. If you're just going a few blocks, you're going to be on there for five minutes or less, 10 minutes, like, it takes as long to tie you down and untie you, I feel like, as you'll be traveling. Um, I I travel all over all over LA, outside of LA. I've never had them tie me down. I'm sorry, Mom and Dad, if you're listening and this is making you stress out or giving you pause. Uh, I don't mean to make you afraid. They ask me. They ask me every time. I started taking the bus in Northern California when I was first going to junior college. And it was just what Ken described. There were these old style buses that were like the seats were off the ground. You had to go up like, you know, a couple steps to get to like the top of the bus where the seats were. And the way it was accessible is they had this old mechanical ramp that would like come out from the steps 
you roll onto it, it would lift you up. You roll onto it. It would work 90% of the time. The other 10% of the time, it wouldn't work. You wouldn't be able to ride the bus at all, or it would break with you on it, and then it'd make everybody late. And it would just be the most humiliating, frustrating experience. They'd have to call the fire department to come and pull you off the ramp and stuff. Mm -hmm. Everyone's frustrated because they're all late. And, oh, man, it just would bug me. I hated it. I felt, like, really awkward and embarrassed. And also, similarly... Um, with these buses, there was no choice, at least like in Northern California for whatever metros operating that area, they had the policy. You had to tie a power chair down, um, which is probably the right way. It's at least like on those taller buses too. It'd be sketchy. You'd be, you'd feel it when they take a hard turn and they'd stop fast and stuff like you would, you'd feel it. But similarly, the drivers weren't always the greatest at tying the chairs down it always felt like a huge burden on them meaning they would just act frustrated and like be huffing and puffing and like making a big deal of it and then everybody else would be like oh god here comes the cripple guy he's gonna make us 10 minutes late we're already running 10 minutes late and you could just feel it you could feel the eyes you could feel the thoughts the judgment it was just uh, a harrowing experience at least for me so when I came down here to LA and they had all these modern new buses with these cool ramps that were super quick and easy and I could just roll on, I'd be sitting low on the, um, you know, the lower level of the bus, I'd feel really secure. And the bus driver would be like, you want securement? And they'd make like a signal for the camera that's operating. And if you say yes, they got to hook you up. But I was just like, nope, I'm good. And they're like, all right, heck yeah, let's do this thing. Whether or not they drive different, I don't know. Um, some of them are still be driving crazy. Uh, I, I'm i not going to lie to you. There have been a few instances, especially when it's, oh, I'm sorry, mama. I love you. I don't mean to be giving you gray hair. I promise I'm safe. Uh, uh, there have been a few instances, especially when it's wet and it's rainy, um, where I'll be a little slippy and slidey. Um, I'll just, where the seat flips up, I'll just hug it and hold on. And I'm usually able to keep myself in place. See, I've had a few, I like, do that with a, my chair, but my chair is a lot smaller, like a manual chair and easy. Bruh, do you, you see these shoulders? Like do you chair. see these guns, Sean? <laughs> okay. A manual chair will flip around, but um, our electric chairs are a little more, are more, you know, grounded. A little more secure, yeah. They um, are. They is are. Is that the I standard? Mean, I was going to say, is that the standard also with Metrolink and stuff? Because I was going to, we already talked a little bit about the Metrolink systems and stuff. Do they also tie you down? Is it like. They uh, don't even have tie downs no. on the train. Oh, okay. It's just a good. No, the rails are so much more stable. There's no, there's no throwing people around. It's like a really smooth ride, way, way smoother than the bus. I think like the big thing where it comes to in the bus is you're on the road with other vehicles. Um, again, knock on wood, uh, I haven't been in a bus when there's been an accident, like a car has hit a bus, the bus has hit a car. But now you're dealing with serious forces. You're dealing with a vehicle moving at, you know, 20 plus miles an hour coming to a full stop really quickly there's really yeah. not much like those are those are forces not to be reckoned with um and probably better be tied down in those instances for your safety and the safety of the other passengers because that's like the real big deal is you become like a free-flying body inside of the vehicle and you could really mess some other people up too um so, yeah I don't one, know. one thing i'd probably add to the light rails and the Metrolinks trains, Amtrak, they don't make the sudden stops. Am, the light rails do stop quicker than the Metrolink because they're a lighter train, so they can. But for the most part, they're not making quick turns and quick starts and stops. But you just have to position your chair. I'll do it you against my, my traditional. I go into the train and I back against the wall and I tilt back a little bit. So whatever direction I'm going, when it's stopping hard, my back is against the, that wall. So yeah. I don't tilt and you know, make a lot of quick movements. Yeah, actually, um, Ken sent, you send a bunch of videos, which I um, have the description 
or in the description, you can check out some of Ken's videos. But I just did some screenshots and like here is just like a seating on the Metrolink kind of area. One I screenshotted one of your things from there, just kind of uh, yeah. what the little area looks like. And then I think I have one more. Um... Can we go back to that picture real quick so I can point something out? Yeah. One second. Let me go back to that one. You see that little handicap symbol? Yeah. You see how there's no freaking window next to our seat? That, God uh, dang it. I hate that so much, dude. They put you in this little box. I'm like, I want a view. Gosh darn it. Please give me a view. So well, there's, there's two seats. Yeah. If you go back are. to that, there's a seat right there. Those are both handicapped sections. Unfortunately, you but, see this section on the right, that red strap? That, this, uh -huh. this friend of mine, that's Tammy. She's the conductor on this train. This section on the left where the yellow ring is, that's their workstation. That little gray box flips down. Yeah. But yeah. there's no seat there for them to sit. So she takes over one of the handicapped seats for her workstation. Oh. But generally, there is good visible viewing for two of the uh, four. Now, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, there are those other two seats where there are windows. Um, they're not designated handicapped spots. Like those seats flip up. Oh, they are. So, well, those well, are they are, are. they are. But I ninety percent of the time, I see just normal, able-bodied people sit their booties down in those seats. No, the conductor will make the people move. Yeah, that's why hundred percent. If a wheelchair user comes on, they they will make them move. Then yes, yeah. Those are most of the time chair seating. Most of the time, when I'm get on the metro leg, those seats will be taken by able-bodied people sitting, and then they'll put me in that huh. spot, right, right behind their workstation, and or maybe I'll just go there. See, like I'm not gonna make anybody move. I'm not gonna like raise a stink and be like, "Oh, can I get the window seat, please?" Whether they're disabled or not, yeah. um, you know, like, um, so I just take the spot that is usually available, which is always that one, because there is a there isn't like a yeah. fold-down seat there. It's just specifically for the chair and i don't know that that's the other thing i would say about public transportation in general is what it really comes down to boils down to is patience um patience 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 um i always travel with some entertainment whether mostly nowadays it's just my smartphone because I could read on there. I could surf the web. I could listen to music. I could call somebody or something. Um, but I always, always travel. Always travel prepared. Always travel, you know, geared with something. I would say that's like the biggest can be the biggest hindrance to public transportation is it does take a little bit longer. Or if you run into instances, and there are many of which you do, you gotta take a little bit of extra time you know, accounting for that, having the patience and the ability to kind of work under those constraints is a big, big part of public transportation outside of like overcoming the accessibility, I would say. Um, and I can be a pretty patient person most of the time. Um, case, I think uh, Steve had a question for Ken about uh, transferring him off of a train that crashed. Were you on a train that crashed or? Yeah, not crashed, caught, caught on fire. We we're going, oh. I was going to Oceanside <laughs> okay. and I had a new friend of mine in, in a chair and the engine caught fire. So we were coming up on Irvine and they pulled the train over and I always wondered about what would happen if they had to excavate, excavate, excavate us from the train. Well, it turns out the fire department showed up. They used one of their long aluminum ladders and I got on the ladder and they lashed me to it and about a dozen firemen carried me off. I've got it on my YouTube site. Uh, you can look it up really easy. Just Ken Nelson, uh, train on fire. I believe you can get it that way. But, and I, as they're carrying me off, I put on some Aladdin music uh, just for a joke. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much what they do. That They find a way, if it's not an emergency, they'll strap you to a ladder and just carry you off the train. And then they brought us some buses and they drove us to Oceanside from there. So, interesting. yeah, there's a contingency. Yeah, it, it was pretty wild. I was telling my friend how easy it is. We're going to go to Oceanside and get some fish and chips and come home. And that was our first experience for him. So, he has, has he, did he yeah. ever go, 
try to ride the train again. <laughs> oh, I, we've gone on dozens of trips since okay. then. Yeah, I've taken them all over the place from Santa Monica to. That's one thing I'd like to do if we're if we transition to the new subject is some of the fun things and things to see and do within the metro system because yeah that'd be that's cool the best part about it too. and real quick i just want to shout out thank you luis appreciate that super sticker we love you luis one of thank our you. lift roll host and uh yeah thank you buddy appreciate that and you'll Friend see him of the thursday. show he'll be on on thursday with the rolling over the hill guys so check that out um but Boom. yeah Let's you guys go. want to talk a little bit i actually have a few other pictures too of um you have a little picture whoops um, hit us what you got of getting on the metro link just how they fold the ramp out um and he's got that all yeah. in video it shows her pulling it out they are just the manual set down ramps and then uh same with getting off it looks like there's a guy kind of setting the ramp i, I tried to get a different yeah. spot on the thing um and you can check all these out ken has a little bit of a playlist it's all just different metro um uh, setups and stuff or different like trips he's taken and gives information okay. on where things it's are. Got a yeah, I've got a tour of the Union Station. There's a lot to see and do there. How to get to the Metro, how to get to the, the Red Line and Alvaro Street. There's lots of things there at the at the Union Station. Yeah. They, now uh, that there what's is your the experience Metro been? Go ahead, Tom. Sorry to cut you off. Go, Go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, what's your experience been with the staff, uh, with like the conductors, with the people at the metro stations and stuff? Like, has it been pretty positive? Has it felt accommodating? Uh, have you ran into issues or they've been able to successfully accommodate you or help you out anywhere they yeah, can? Yeah, for the most part, everything is very accommodating. The conductors on the train, a lot of my friends now have been riding for years, so you get to know the routine. But uh, anytime there's an issue, um, they are right there to help you. When you get to the, the train, it's the Union Station. There's two ramps. There's an A and a B side. The B side, you just pull right off into a ramp. The A side, they have to use a manual ramp to kind of wheel you onto, and then they lower you down. But everything is accommodating. And like I said, even when that train caught fire, we were just sitting there, felt no threats, and they you just felt calm because you knew that it was under control. So... Yeah, they're very um, View from the chair, I would be more likely to injure or pepper spray myself before I could successfully um, utilize a weapon in defense, I believe. Uh, it would be so easy for somebody to grab said like self-defense weapon or pepper spray from my hand and be like, I got you, Tom. Get, you, get me like right back with it. Um, so no, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think you, you are able did. to. Uh, I took, I did ten years of taekwondo uh, from my wheelchair. I learned some self-defense techniques. I got some sharp, pointy, hard-boned elbows, and uh, you know, I'll take somebody out real quick. Um, outside of these weapons, though, nah. Um, I is that the I same for you, uh, Ken? Too. No, I, I just. My instincts you got your are GoPro. pretty good. I know I follow, well, I follow my instincts to where if I don't feel safe, I try to drive like I said, I stay to the front of the trains or there's a lot of security in that area. If I don't I've had a couple times like Tom mentioned, and I've gotten off the train and just wait for another one. But I always try to plan ahead to get to the Union Station or whatever my trans, trans, transportation place is early so if there is something wrong. You know, you get up and then there's other times where I've been like, just hoping nothing happens because I've been in some areas that are not typically uh, comfortable for me. But you just got to talk to people and befriend them before they, you know, have a chance to take thank care you of you. For, thank you for saying that because, like, I that's what I tell people. I'm like... I just try to be really friendly to everybody, especially the scary looking ones. I'll be like, yo, if I could just be their homie, then if anything, they'll be on my side. Like they'll be defending me. And people are like, no, Tom, that's crazy logic. That's crazy logic. Hey. But I don't think it is. Like I, and I just try to love everybody um, and give everybody the benefit of the doubt unless they're doing something that is offensive to me or gives me bad vibe or it's like, 
you know, making me feel scared. And then the hackles are up and then it's different operating mode where I will go and chill with somebody that looks strong and cool or just like I'll go sit next to where there's like several other people. Um, I don't know. I take the I take the metro crazy hours like I'll be coming back from downtown like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And there's only sketchy people out at 2 a.m. in Tom, apparently. Um, I, I don't know. I knock on wood. I've been really fortunate to feel good. I've had a couple of sketchy people come up to me, talk to me, approach me, and like felt a little uncomfortable. People obviously tweaking and stuff. And I, don't know, I always just try to vibe. I always just try to give them a little peace and love. And, um, you know, whatever it is, like if I see a homeless person, I got a buck in my a loose dollar in my wallet. I always give it to them and stuff. And I don't know, I just always try to just vibe and make everybody feel good. Um, I have been like there was one time I I was down in Santa Monica. This wasn't on a metro. It was like on the boardwalk. So this kid's a friend of homeless guy. I had a backpack on my lap. That was my friend's bag. He thought it was a bomb. He like pulled a knife on me. He like grabbed the back of my chair when I tried to roll away and like tried to flip me over. And in a second, people were like on him, like, you know, it was all taken care of. Like I had like people around me, like complete strangers helping me out and stuff. Um, I don't know if that'll always be the case. I hope it is always the case. But I've never felt uncomfortable incentivized from going out, which is the important thing. Yeah, Mickey actually has a question about well, you, the Abilities Expo next month. Uh, she wanted me to ask you the best way to get to the Expo next month to avoid driving and parking. Um, and that is right in downtown LA, Staples Center. I know there's a lot of public transportation stuff that gets to the convention center um, area out there. But do you have any tips uh, or anything? I know both of you guys might, but... Uh, we, we talked about this this morning on Zoom. Um, what I would suggest, if you're going to go... It's cheaper. You can park at Union Station for like ten bucks, and and then but you take the uh, it's called the either the red line or the the uh, the purple line to Seventh and Metro, and you connect there to the Expo line, and the Expo line goes right to Pico, which is the first exit, and that's across the street from the the uh, Expo itself. That's how I go, and, and I love it. Short of it being a rainy day, it's a very convenient way to go. And it's free. Once you get your uh, Metrolink ticket, all the buses, metros, all that's free with your Metrolink ticket. So okay. it's a great And um, that's a good question, Mickey. The reality of that question, though, is it's kind of different for everybody depending on where you live. What direction? Uh, like, uh, you know, like you might have to take multiple lines, you know, it might just be one line, but it might be a different line than, you know, it'd be a different line for me versus ken or something because we'd just be coming from different areas um how do you navigate the metrolink system where you're traveling somewhere you're not familiar with do you use an application do you just have all the maps and know there you go (laughs) do you keep that that on your phone no i i uh i know i'm only coming from corona so I only have mm-hmm. one route to worry about, and that's the the Paris, the blue line there that goes from Paris to Union Station. But I also go when I'm going to San Diego, I'll take the um, that uh, pink one, and that takes me to Oceanside, and then from Oceanside I connect to the coaster to go to San Diego. But then if I want to go to the beach, I can take the the pink line there, or anybody else can take the orange one or whatever. And for ten dollars on the weekends, you go everywhere you want that whole day for ten dollars that's a weekend rate and you go to the beach you can go to venice beach santa monica anywhere metrolink goes on the weekends it's ten dollars and then if you're disabled it's half price during the week um ken is awesome and i'd say learning the routes and the maps and understanding the stuff yourself is generally best practice um if you can't rely on a phone or some other technology uh, view from the chair just yeah. asks is google maps good for the metro it is the best for the metro my dude okay um good. the 
Um, Google API, which is like their map, like the Google Maps thing, it's all dialed in with the Metro and they actually get live Metro updates on Google Maps. So if you select that, it'll tell you if they're delayed, it'll tell you the exact time they're arriving, it'll give you a GPS of the live bus and it'll map out your trip for you. So if I'm going to Corona or if I'm going to Long Beach or if I'm going to Santa Monica, I'm on three different lines. I'm on like the regular Metro, I'm on the um, orange line, I'm on the red line and then I'm on the purple line and I'm all over. Um, so that's hard for me to maybe know or anticipate just off the top of my head, even as familiar as I am with the Metro system. Um, so I map it out and that's exactly what I do. I just put it, my, my destination into Google maps. I select uh, my type of transportation. I select the bus and it'll um, route, like set up the route for me. It'll tell me the times. It'll tell me where I need to be, the stops I need to get on and off at. And it's all like live GPS too. I can see my GPS in relation to where I need to go. Um, so it's really, it's really awesome. Um, that's great. And very user-friendly, functional. Uh, I'd say super great, too, for, like, updates on delays and things like that, trying to plan it out. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about and touch on, and I know you, you maybe utilize this too, Ken. Let's say the bus isn't super realistic for you for whatever reason, whether it's, like, just a physical accessibility issue, you don't feel super comfortable, all the people or you live in an area where there's just not a convenient bus line or route for you to access. Um, doesn't matter the reason. Uh, there is and generally other options for public transportation or that's more accommodating. At least here in Southern California, um, we call it access, access mm -hmm. paratransit. And it is part of Metrolink. It's, or dial a ride. What was or that dial a ride. Oh, dial a ride. I was assuming, yeah, dial a ride for the common use. And that's outside of LA County. Am I correct, Ken? I think that's what they use out here in San Bernardino County. Depends on different yeah. counties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mine's uh, dial a ride. So for us, um, this paratransit service, it's a service that's meant to be in supplement to the Metro. So it only is really supposed to operate with within normal Metro areas where Metro lines operate. And it's an alternative to actually having to take the bus. The way that it works is you call 24 hours ahead of time, you schedule your pickup and your drop off, as long as it's within the particular region that the Metro operates in uh, pretty much any time of day. Um, they will pick you up and drop you off there. It is, however, a shared ride system. So they'll generally pick up other individuals and drop them off along your route um, or during your trip. So that can make it a little bit more similar to Metro in that sense, where you are riding with other people still. Um, but it's just one or two other people. It's not like a bus full of people. It's not stopping every block for the bus stop. It's just a few pick up and drop offs along the way. Um, and I would say is a very amazing, cool alternative to the Metro that's super, super cheap and very accessible once you sign up for it. The sign up process is super easy too, but you do need to be assessed, meaning like there's a verification process where you have to bring a doctor's note, proving and verifying that you are actually disabled. Um, they kind of put you through this mock metro bus stop deal where you like they tell you to like pay the fare and roll onto a bus and roll up and off like curb cutouts and stuff to judge and assess your ability to take the bus um if you have any kind of trouble or physical limitation i think if you're in a wheelchair at all they pretty much automatically give it to you um but I do like that they do vet and verify it. Uh, I still think that there are a lot of people who have access who shouldn't have access. Uh, just they can ambulate, meaning they can walk normally. They 
are elderly and just don't like the bus. So I think they choose to try to sign up for access, whether they're in the wrong or the right. That's more of an opinion, I guess. Um, but I like that they vet because I don't want people using it, utilizing it that don't need it, that are feel like taking advantage of what it's meant to be, which is like a alternative paratransit option to the current the regular transit options they also incentivize you at least in la to continue to take the bus which i do both i take the bus all the time and the way they incentivize it is if you are eligible for the paratransit program the buses are free and you can even bring somebody along with you if you qualify for like a personal care attendant and they can ride free for like with you as well anywhere through la so that's cool i can just hop on tap my access card no doesn't cost me nothing i can go anywhere in la for free even if i do take access it's like three dollars and fifty cents the maximum fare anywhere in los angeles and that's and does that also account for the metro link and the the rail systems as well is that all only outside that? only within la county okay if you take a metro link outside of la county then you're responsible for the fare okay. um yeah one thing you said there tom the metro, the access, it goes by zones, 20-mile zones. However far you're going, it's $20 or it's one fare per zone. Because if, yeah, I, want, if so, I go to Union Station, I want to go to the zoo, that's one zone. But if I want to go to Santa Monica, that could be two or three zones that I have to pay a triple yeah. fare. So um, just you know, be aware of that when the, you make your ride. At least, yeah. And the way that it, I think it works for access, I don't know if it's different for Dial-A-Ride. Um, they say if it's under 20 miles, it's 275. If it's beyond 20 miles, it's 350. And that's like the maximum fare. I've taken it to like, as far as like Pomona before, which is a 50 mile trip. Um, and it's 350. Like, dang, you can't even like buy a gallon of gas for that much money. Like, that's wild to me. So I think it's a really solid deal. Um, Oh, that's great. And Olivia said it too. Uh, thank you so much for um, adding all these amazing supplemental facts. Olivia mentioned it earlier. There's like a public uh, forum that's held for um, the Metro uh, service here in Los Angeles every month uh, where you could uh, join mm -hmm. a Zoom call and share your thoughts and your opinions and represent um, yourself and uh, the general experience. Um, there are lots of ways that they work to make it accessible and make it work for everybody. So even if you feel like that might be too much that you can afford and stuff, do not fret because there are programs that um, make you eligible for a free fare or you know can help figure it out. Um, it really comes down to doing the research, asking the questions and representing for yourself. But they really do work to, I think, make it very reasonable and very accessible for you. Um, and I think generally there is a paratransit program in most metropolitan areas. I'm sorry if you live rural. Um, I wish there was a better metro system for everybody everywhere. The reality is that they can't cover everywhere. But most metropolitan areas, in addition to the normal metro service, they generally have a paratransit service that works in tandem with that. It's part of the ADA and providing meaningful accessibility and equality for everybody that are a part of this you know, public program. Um, so do your research, look into it, and um, it is generally different county to county, state to state. But most most of the time there is something that exists and operates um and i'm sorry if they don't in your area yeah that's um uh, and i know the crossing like with access um the county to county stuff is a little bit more difficult they have to be dropped off at each one um and i i'm sure it's probably the similar for all counties and states that do offer programs like that um, but one of the things i know ken you wanted to talk about also today was just some of the destinations you can go visit, some of the places of interest that you regularly go visit and do. Um, and and you're coming from, 
out in Corona, which is across. That's in San Bernardino County, right? Or is that Riverside County? Or you're crossing a few counties. It's Riverside County, yeah. Riverside County. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one thing that excites me the most about Metrolink in general is that if you're you're at home, there's once you get to L.A., let's say, you can go. I'll just name a couple destinations. One, you can go to the Expo line all the way to Santa Monica, drive down to Venice Beach. There's a lot of fun things to do down there. You can go to Universal Studios. You can go to Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, also Universal, there's a, the Universal City Walk. Um, you can get off and um, go to the Griffith Observatory. Once you get off the, the, the uh, exit there, there's a bus that starts at 12 p.m. and it goes up to the observatory, and that's free with your Metrolink ticket. And it takes you to the observatory and back down, and then uh, you know back to where you're gonna go. Um, there is the California Science Center, which is where the space shuttle's at right now. There was a whole lot of excitement there in the last couple so you, months you with just all went the there uh, this week, right? Transporting the space. I've been there for the last few months, and um, some of the exciting things watching them transport that and put it in the launch position. Uh, there's yeah, there's a lot of things there, and then if you go south. Um, you jump on the train, you can go down, like I said, to either San Clemente or Oceanside on the weekends. We can go weekdays too, but on the weekends it's $10. And then you can connect on a train at Oceanside to go up to San Diego to Seaport Village. And there's a lot of you know things you can do there for the afternoon. Um, you can come to Tom's apartment in San Fernando Valley right yeah. off the 167 boom you're like on the corner of my building so come and say what's up um <laughs> there's a destination for yeah yeah sorry there even downtown la going to, to broadway street go to the, the staples center or crypt crypt arena now uh there's all kinds of destinations there to go see um alvaro street there's that's fun for the kids uh you know a lot of historical things to do there uh, bottom line is you just got to figure out where you want to go. And I guarantee you that the train and then the light rail will get you there. And it's so easy and economical, better than driving because you don't have to park any of that. Um, I would suggest um, take the bus to a bar. Better yet, if you have like a couple homies, you can convince to ride the bus with you um, or go out to eat or something. You know, or you can like have a couple of drinks, like use the excuse, like, hey, we're drinking, don't have to worry about driving or something. Like there's been some of the best, greatest memories of my life, like on the bus, coming back from like a fun night out with my friends and stuff, or we're just, you know, like all um, laughing and, you know, having a good time together and stuff, uh, or even just traveling, just traveling with um, your peers and your friends and your people on public transit, I think it's a really awesome option and super fun experience and excuse just to be together, um, travel with one another. Um, that's like my, that's my favorite thing. Um, I like trying to get people that uh, don't take the bus too often to ride the bus with me. Uh, um, <laughs> Olivia, consider yourself invited, girl. Let's go anytime you want. Uh, tonight, let's go. I'm ready for a drink right now, baby. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to share one destination to... I forgot about. Yeah, I didn't mean to talk good? over there, Tom. No, you're good. No, well, there's one. There's one in downtown LA called the Intercontinental Building. It's on the corner of Figueroa and Seventh. It's the big, uh -huh. tall building with a white spear on top. That yeah. has the viewing platform on the 70th floor. You're allowed to go up there wow. anytime you want, 24 hours a day, and then. On top of there, there's a, another one on the 73rd floor with an outdoor view, and that's the bar that opens at night. Talking about going to destination, that would be a great place to go have a meet and greet because you're 70 floors above the city, and that's on cool. a clear day, I can see all the way to Catalina. I mean, it's an amazing view. And um, so, yeah, there, there's one more thing I wanted to share. You're in oh, LA, Olivia. Cool. I'm gonna hop the orange line right now. I'll be in downtown hour and a half. Rain or shine, let's go. Where you wanna meet up? Let's go to Little Tokyo. 
that's my favorite place in LA to take the metro to. Little, um, little Tokyo is awesome. Yes, I discovered that about two months ago. And if you like yeah. Japanese food, oh my gosh, that place smells awesome. Get out awesome. of town. It is the best. It is the best. I want some Topidiaki right now. Also, mention real quick at the end here uh, Luis brought up a couple things uh, like the Uber, Lyft stuff. Now they all pretty much have Wave wheelchair accessible vehicles for a lot of them, uh, which is also their pay rides, obviously, or uh, the butterfly, um, which is a disability, um, kind of like a, just an Uber thing that's here in LA with all accessible vans. There are other options like that. If you need to get somewhere, um, like say you need to get to the bus line or get something like that, there are some options like that if you uh, have a couple extra bucks to spend. But I like that you can do all these things with, uh, you know, 10 bucks to get to San Diego or to, to wherever, or using your Metro Pass access stuff is nice. Yeah. Olivia, I hate to break it to you. We're not watching the karaoke. We're doing the karaoke. We are going to be doing the karaoke. Sorry. Um, not sure if you're prepared for that, but it's happening. Um, I am an Uber aficionado i like to call myself these days um because your boy be balling you know be like oh i don't i'm too bougie for this metro stuff uh i'm gonna call an uber um it's cool the ubers are great if anybody doesn't know uh uber and a lyft got sued a couple years ago for offering a service that was not as advertised meaning like they made the wheelchair accessible vehicles like a functional part of their app. But there was not a realistic way that they could fulfill that service um, in a safe way. Um, I don't know. I don't think relying on other disabled people and op they're operating their wheelchair vans and stuff as a um, safe way to transport other people in chairs, um, at least like officially through Uber or Lyft. So now they hire a fleet of vehicles. Uh, where somebody comes and picks you up. Sometimes they pick you up in like a Mercedes, dude. It's like straight luxury. I'm taking it with my homies to some concerts or like for a um, night out on the town. And they'll come pick us up in like a nice luxury Mercedes van. It's all bougie, leather interior and stuff. And your homies can ride with you um, for the same Uber fare. They load you right into the back. It's super, super cool. Um, it's really, really reliable. There has been like one time, twice maybe, where there wasn't a van available and I had to like go to the Lyft app and request it through them because the one or two vans they have servicing this metropolitan area um, was being utilized at the time by another uh, person in a chair. So there is that risk. Um, there is not like a ton of these vehicles. There's a small chance that you might have to wait for them to become available or like I was told this tip from another driver. He's like, if you ever can't catch the Uber, call it on the Lyft and they'll send another vehicle. And that's now worked for me like pretty much every time. Um, it's a little pricey, uh, yeah. but this is for when you're being bougie. Like it's 35 bucks for me to get to downtown to San Santa Monica. Now, like if I'm cruising with my friends and we can all split it, I'm trying to like take a pretty lady out or something. And like we're cruising, then psh, that ain't nothing super affordable it's like the base rate for uber so it's like the cheapest uber available but you yeah. get a pretty decent ride generally yeah that is cool great option for everybody um we're getting close to the end but i do have a couple quick questions if you guys uh view from a chair mario asked uh which do you prefer metro or metro link or if, is there much of a difference aren't they kind of the same uh system at, mostly they're uh, different they are different a little bit or use Metrolink to get to the Union Station in my case and then use the light rail Metro from there. In Tom's case, he uses buses to get in there, but I'm not living in L.A. I only have one option. That's the Metrolink to L.A. or the Metrolink to somewhere. But then I use the Metro system once I get to Union Station. They all operate under the same metro purview. So I would say like they are definitely related to each other. Like the light rail services and the trains, like they are different than buses and stuff. And uh, But it's all under the metro blanket. I would just say that 
their accessibility is on par with one another, like going from like a light rail to like a bus or vice versa, or like from a light rail to like a train or something. It's never, never been an issue. It's no really issue or difference between um, getting on the buses just as easy as getting on the train or like a light rail. I'd say the difference for the train is they have to like fold out a little ramp for you um, to get you on. But I don't know, like it's an even better experience because the conductors are just like right there. So personal, like asking you, helping you out and stuff. The bus, I'd say it's even maybe a little bit more impersonal, like on the metro because they just flip the ramp out for you. Kind of, I feel like half the time I get on, they're like, ask me from their seat, like you need some tie downs? I say no. And then we're on our way. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's such a huge difference in between at least the service and the accessibility. I'd say it's pretty on par with one another. Nice. Um, I, I say so they're different only for the fact that Metrolink is larger. Metrolink is more. Yeah. I mean, the, the Metro tr light rails are just more maneuverable. And, yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, hey, Tom, so since we are at the end here, do you want to do our sponsors? We'll do sponsors and shows. And then, Ken, if you want to give, like, maybe your final thoughts, a little best tip. Uh, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, let's go ahead. And where's a big, big shout out to sponsors of the literal channel. Um, if you are a regular of the show, you know them. You love them. Mobility professionals and urology professionals. We're getting those graphics up right now. Just give us one I second. Don't know but yet. Mobility Professionals is a rehabilitation equipment company here in Southern California. They help you out with the wheelchairs, other mobility-related equipment, like uh, shower chairs, standing frames, and the like. Um, go If you are lucky enough to be in beautiful SoCal and need um, that kind of service, really encourage you to go give them a call. Uh, they are of the community. They are for the community. They will work really hard to provide the best service around um, and help you understand this complex healthcare process as it relates to your equipment. Uh, and similarly, their sister company, Urology Professionals, um, they can help you out anywhere in the U.S. of A. Uh, you heard it. Anywhere in the United States of America, um, you are in need of urological supplies, catheters, lubricants, self-caths, superfubic catheter supplies, uh, you name it, they got it. They specialize in it. Uh, they know the top brands. They'll get you the best of the best. Most of all, they will help work with your insurance company uh, directly to get you all this stuff to little as no cost as possible. Uh, so go give them some love. Urology professionals, uh, we will flash those graphics as soon as we're able to, but for some reason it's not showing up on my thing. I don't know why. Don't but, worry about it. Oh, there we go. There we go. Point. There we go. Sorry. Sponsored by what mobility professionals, neurology professionals. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening to our little ad. Uh, we do love those companies. They help out lift a lot. They honestly make this all possible with uh, the support that they give us every month. So if you feel inclined, go give them some love. You won't regret it. We're not just saying it. They are really great companies. And we do also want to thank uh, every, you know, all the viewers, all you guys, you know, Luis, people doing super chats, other supporters of the channel. That is how we keep all our content free, not behind any paywalls, just, or anything like that. So just yeah, thank just you. Just being here watching um, is all that we ask for. Um, we love it. Appreciate it so much. It does help out, though, if you can like the video, um, if you feel like sharing it, super appreciated. Um, help expose some people that might benefit from it um we're back this week uh, apologize um for missing last week you know life crises mental health crises severe dark depression coming at me uh thanks for giving me the week off last week you guys but we're coming at you with some fresh gaming this week don't you worry about it it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be amazing and um on thursday we have rolling over the hill um mr luis uh and the great Bobby Rohan and um, the amazing Robert Soto. And you guys don't want to miss uh, their show. And they actually uh, have really their guest is their guest is actually in the chat right now. Dominic is going to be on the show uh, this Thursday with them. So awesome. 
Appreciate you being in the chat as well, Dominic. Look forward to that. We love you, Dominic. Dominic's Uh, amazing guy. And then, um, of course, next week we'll be back with another live live to roll every Tuesday, 3.30. Check out the show. We got another great topic for you guys. And then next week we will have the women's show on the uh, Wheel Girl Chat is what the newly coined uh, show is called for the younger ladies here. So they will be on next Thursday as well. Um, so check that out. You guys, always great content. Live Troll channel. Shout out, shout out, Frenchie. We need an adventure so bad, my dude. I'm with that 10,000%. Um, let's plan it out. Um, yeah, so thank you, Frenchie, for showing up, being in the chat today. Appreciate all you guys in the chat, all our friends, family, support. We love you guys. Thank you, guys. And, um, yeah, thanks, guys, everybody. We appreciate you watching. Uh, Ken, do you want to give your final thought also? Sorry, I didn't want to cut that out. Your final I tip. Do, I do. I'm glad you used One thing I would suggest to everybody, the hardest thing to do is to make that first trip. But I promise yes. you, and, I, and I've witnessed this myself, there's been times where I didn't want to make the effort to go. Once you get out there and it's warm and sunny and you're experiencing something you've never experienced before, you're going to be really glad you made that effort because it's a lot of fun to get out and explore our community. I did it as a child. My grandparents and my parents made sure we saw anything new and interesting. And that's my lifestyle now. I, I love getting out. People call me all the time. How do I do this or that? I'll either go with them or I'll explain how to go to do whatever they want to experience. And they thank me later because there's nothing better than going out in our community and seeing what's new and exciting out there, especially using the rail system to get there because it eliminates a lot of the hassle and that's the travel and the parking and everything. So make that effort to get out. You will not be sorry. And if you use the rail system to do it, it's going to be that much easier and less and, or say cheaper to do too. So I cannot reiterate that enough. That first ride really is the big one, the hump to get over. Uh, shout out to my papa who rode the bus with me for the first time when I was like just out of high school, like figuring out this junior college thing. And he rode it with me so I could like figure out my route for the first time. And it's just what you said. Like I had somebody on my team with me the first time I did it when I was a little nervous. And then all of that goes away. And you're like, oh man, it's so easy. It's so cool. Um, it's very functional. So I think that's really amazing advice, Ken. Um, anybody out there who hasn't done it, take that first plunge. Uh, if you are able to, um, go with somebody that's maybe familiar with it too. They'll feel a little bit more confident, secure with the situation. And if you're in LA, uh, hit up me or Ken. Uh, we'll ride that's with you for the first time. Suggest. Be more than happy to. Um, I, I love going out with new people that are unfamiliar. It's the greatest joy in my life is to show somebody something that they haven't experienced before. Um, yeah, and that's what uh, you guys, it, that's great advice. And if you guys want to see some of Ken's videos, the uh, little travel playlist is in the description below, but he has some other videos as well. Does a lot of stuff with his GoPro. Um, so check that out. Follow him. Uh, the information is down below. So uh, we appreciate all you guys for watching. Ken, thank you for the uh, information. Tom, thanks as always, bro. You, great job uh, on the show. You, you guys are thank both you, Sean, uh, experts. So thank you guys. I appreciate all your info. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week, everybody. Live to roll. Love you guys. Thank you for all you guys do. Thank you guys. Thank you, Ken. We appreciate you, brother.